Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to episode 74 of the Brass. Sports podcast. My name is Dan Kurtz, joined as always by the man, the myth, and always the legend, Aaron Judge. I mean, Aaron Riley, actually, but Aaron <laughs> Judge, uh, also the man, the myth, the legend, might have just hit his 150th home run of the season. It seems like uh, the way the uh, fans are going crazy. No, he did just hit his 62nd home run to uh, take the clean home run record, if you will. Um, as as they say, and, and hand the L to Roger Maris, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and, and Barry Bonds alike. But Aaron, before we get into the other Aaron, how are we doing, my friend? Hey, man, th- those are big shoes to fill right off the bat. Um, no pun. Yeah, literally and figuratively. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm doing good, man. It's uh, I think we've both been at- battling the uh, the sickness or the, or the bug or however you want to say it. But uh, you know, we're still we're still here. We're still kicking. Still kicking, as per usual. The listeners can't get rid of us. I apologize to you, Aaron, to your earbuds or uh, eardrums. I don't know why I said earbuds. Um, <laughs> and to the listeners, if I end up coughing, that's a real possibility. I do have a, a bucket load of Hall's cough drops near me this evening, so we're going to try to avoid that. But uh, mentioned off the top, Aaron Judge uh, hitting 62 home runs, obviously extremely, extremely impressive and the year of 2022 far and away uh the mvp uh of this season for for the al at least um wanted to get your take on the accomplishment as a whole uh and and do you think it's it should be celebrated league-wide or or i mean i'm pretty biased coming from a yankee perspective i think it's super impressive no matter what but do you think it's more of a a skew on the yankees fan or it's it should be celebrated like league-wide yeah, so I, I'm kind of going back and forth on this one. Um, I I don't see it as a problem as far as it being celebrated as much as it, as it has. I mean, ultimately, it is the American League record no matter what. Um, so, you know, most most home runs ever for an American League player. And then, obviously, overtaking Robert Maris, one of the best players ever. Um, so I, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, Aaron Judge is one of those guys, he's he's kind of hard to hate no matter who you root for. Um, just seems like a class A type of type of dude. We we've talked about him in length before. Uh, just there's not much bad to say about the guy. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he, it's a hell of a season. Obviously, I'm super excited. He didn't do it against the Orioles. I thought for sure he was going to do it uh, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. But um, you know, maybe maybe some luck. Maybe the baseball gods looked out for us this weekend. Um, but yeah, it goes down to Texas. I think it was just I want to say it's the third or fourth at bat of the game. Um, and it was about an 88 first at bat of the game. What's that? The very first at bat of the game. Oh, period. Let man. off the game. Hopefully, no one, no one, uh, no one jumped ship on the show for me making that much. That, that was brutal. <laughs> People uh, were still sitting in their seats by the time that ball was out of the park. Dude, that thing was. I, I mean, that was a no doubter. That thing just trampolined off the bat. Uh, I was like, I think it was an 88 mile per hour slider. Don't quote me on that, but. Um, yeah, that, that was just, uh, see you later, uh, tater, uh, home run. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, like I said, long story short, I, I have no problem with them celebrating it the way they are. I mean, great, great season. One of the best seasons probably we'll ever see, uh, at least for some time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you can make the, the case that, you know, Bonds was juiced. Mark McGuire was juiced. Sammy Sosa was juiced. So this is, he's kind of standing alone and, in, in, in the company of those guys. 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and I, I think there's with everything, and basically the reason we have this podcast is that fans out there want to have an opinion one way or the other. Um, some are going to diminish and, and downplay the accomplishment, which to me I think is pretty ridiculous um, considering 62 home runs is impressive, even if you're taking all the steroids in the world. Uh, but in my mind, I, you know, American league versus national league, I know a lot of people, you know, treat it as different leagues. You have, you know, obviously the pitchers hit in the national league, the DH and, and the American league, it's always been a differentiation and obviously playing by two different sets of rules. Um, so it definitely is impressive that um, he gets AL record and honestly to do it, uh, with the Yankees in a, a year where they start off extremely hot and then, you know, curtailed a little bit after the all-star break and have, you know, kind of come on strong, excuse me, <clears throat> towards the end of the season, it's been uh, just a pressure packed filled season on, on top of he's like right there for the triple crown too. Like, it's not like he's striking out if he's not hitting a home run, he's even, you know, it, it took a little bit for him to get 60, 61 and 62, but he was still hitting doubles and singles and, he walked a shit. He's walking like three times a game because no one was throwing to him. I went to a game, my girlfriend against, you know, they're playing the Red Sox at home. He walked his first three at bats and then he, I think he had a single or double his fourth at bat. So uh, it, it's, it's, I'm not going to say the pitchers are intentionally throwing against him. He's just that hard at this point to get out. Um, so he's seen the ball. Well, he's playing phenomenally in the field, whether it be center or right, or, you know, whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, I think if you talk about, you have Tani to the world and some of the other candidates for AL MVP. I, to me, it just doesn't, it's, you know, any other year, yeah, I'd, I'd obviously give it to Otani, but the fact that he's hit 62 home runs has the best average on the team, bats lead off in a contract year dealing with the New York media. It just, it just, it's the icing on a cake for, for their special season and breaks, you know, Roger Maris's record from the year of 1961. Roger Maris Jr. has been on the tour and, and going to all these Yankees games and, his parents were there going to these games too. I think it just, if you put all that wrapped into one, you really can't hate on the season and the accomplishment whatsoever. It's not his fault that everyone and their mother is comparing him to Bonds and Maguire and Sosa. And everyone's saying he's hit the seventh most home runs in a season ever. Well, I mean, Bonds and, or uh, Maguire and, uh, you know, Sosa are, you know, still roided out of their minds today because it took so many <laughs> back in the day, but um to me it's it's probably right up there with with bonds and there's an argument on both sides i'm not really going to get into um at the end of the day it's a cool accomplishment for a cool dude that i very much hope is a yankee next year that comment about i mean do you think maybe if uh if a rod got back you know what he said about uh you know uh our pool holes maybe maybe a rod still thinks with all these steroids floating around in his brain, he probably thinks he could hit more than than Judge this year too. A Rod, A Rod could be like seventy five and and just get a roid rage because he injected <laughs> his asshole so many times back in the day. So, um, you know, it's it's actually an accomplishment that he gets out of bed every morning. But um, that's that's A Rod. Um, he's gonna, you know, he was like he was. We I we just ended up watching that Jeter documentary on ESPN. It was pretty good, but. Um, a-Rod made some egregious comments about Jeter and he just always wanted to be the superstar, always wanted the spotlight to be on him. And it was quite evident that, you know, he would tell people that Jeter never had a lead because he had other guys on his team who could do that and would always make fun of his contract and his stats, even though uh, A-Rod, you know, had to go to New York to basically win. So um, that's just the kind of guy who, who A-Rod is. No, that's, that's funny stuff, man. I, uh, I wasn't like a Hayrod hater. I, I just think he's uh, he's especially fun to poke fun at, or especially, you know, it, it's just a good time to poke fun at that guy. So, um, yeah, that's hilarious, though. Uh, yeah, the fact that he gets out of bed in the morning, that that's that's step number one for him. Like, he probably has to think about that. I, I think uh, McGuire, it's a miracle he hasn't had a heart attack. That guy literally looked like his blood was. <laughs> It, it looked like his head was three times as big as it should, and and his neck, like the veins in his neck, I don't know how they uh, stayed intact or, or still are intact today. Yeah, McGuire, Sosa. I mean, Sosa looks like a completely different person, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, the the steroid argument has been had since the year like two thousand, so um, we don't need to rehash that on, on this podcast. I just think anytime it's unfortunate that. 
in the state of baseball, anytime someone hits, I mean, even over like 45 home runs, people always are, are talking about steroids and all that stuff. But I think like where baseball was coming off that strike back in the nineties, like the steroid era and the home run era and like Sosa and McGuire going back and forth. And then, you know, Bond somehow at age 35 hits, you know, 70 home runs. Like, are, are we going to sit here and tell, and, and tell ourselves that wasn't because of steroids? I, I, I don't know, but um, it definitely saved the game of baseball and the era of the long ball, if you will. And these juice baseballs, you know, bringing back these past couple of years have, are, have basically replaced steroids in terms of home run numbers, but just unfortunate that we can't, enjoy an accomplishment for what it is i mean it, if you say aaron judge is on steroids like the guy could look at a baseball it's probably going 250 feet all he does is have to put a you know he doesn't even swing hard that's the thing it just he hits it right in the sweet spot and it, it goes a million miles away so um <laughs> the guys the guys built like a brick shit house and um just hits the ball a mile and uh just couldn't have happened to a nicer guy speaking of of nicer guys how about we go to like one of the least uh, liked or least favorite guys. What about Tom Brady these days, man? What do you, what do you think about that whole situation? Yeah, man. Um, on one hand, um, I think it's like an obviously unfortunate, um, like never want anything bad to happen. Like person, these guys, on the other hand, I think it sucks for me because uh, he's just going to like basically <laughs> focus on football this year and ball out. So um I, as good I mean that I don't think Tampa is as good as they have been the past couple of years just kind of based off some injuries they've already had this season and you know we all know Todd Bowles is is the best coach in the NFL um so I I, I don't think on paper they're they're going to be able to compete I mean they definitely didn't compete with Kansas City on Sunday night but your your Buffaloes of the world you know I I would almost take the Packers over them at, at this point the NFC is a little bit weaker than the AFC so I can see them doing some damage but um, yeah, it just sucks because he's just going to focus, continue to neglect his family and focus on uh, <laughs> film study and getting better as a team. So hot seat, you know, my happiness and uh, also his happiness. So again, like if they can patch this up and he can spend some, maybe around like the Thanksgiving, Christmas time, he can spend some additional quality time with his family. That'd be, that would be ideal. But I think the way this is going Giselle's getting the kids for Thanksgiving. Giselle's getting the kids for, for Christmas, and he's just going to be on his lonesome studying film. So hot seat, um, my happiness this uh, this Christmas season. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very fair point. That's a, you know, I, like, I like the direction you went with that. Instead, let's not feel bad for Tom Brady in the slightest. Uh, let's feel bad for ourselves. I, I completely agree with that. I mean, the guy has more money than God anyway. So uh, at the end of the day, you know, even – Going through this, you know, money money isn't going to solve everything. Obviously, you know, you, you can listen to just about anybody tell you that. But um, it's hard to feel bad for a guy that's done nothing but won and, you know, tortured everybody else in the process in the league. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those deals where I, I don't know, like, you know, we can speculate. We can say, oh, you know, it's because he came back for another year. She's probably sick and tired of, of all he does is play football and study football and, you know, for lack of a better term, get off the football. I mean, the guy just loves loves the game, maybe to a fault. Uh, but what I would what I would like ask you is, I I can't imagine like I mean, going through a divorce is I'm sure hell in its own right. Um, yeah. Then for it to be in the public spotlight, and you know, people are asking him like on the street or or you know, whenever someone gets a chance to to throw a shot at him like in a, in an opposing stadium like that. That I do kind of, I mean, as a human being, that, that I can't imagine, like, you know, what you're feeling. You know, walking into to the Saints dome and, and someone's yelling, you know, Giselle's, Giselle's gone or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. You know, it's probably worse than that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that that is brutal. Like, I can't, I can't lie. I can't, you know, stress that enough. So, in, in a way, I feel bad for him as, as a human being. I mean, at the end of the day, he is a football player. I, he's not, like, a terrorist, so I can't say that he's an awful human being um but uh it is uh it is pretty crazy i i don't know if you've seen him at the podium lately i mean the guy looks like his soul was was snatched out of his body so that's kind of concerning for him but <laughs> i don't uh I've probably seen yeah. a, a team of therapists if not if not some you know 
psychoanalysts and, and everything else in the process. Yeah, a hundred percent. It is like quite unfortunate. Um, and I, I think that, yeah, anytime we're going through that person, like it, it obviously, like he probably can't even leave his house. He probably can only go like to the facility. Um, honestly, like his, it, really for his kids, like I, they probably can't do anything because it, this is all just in the news. I'm sure they try to keep it under wraps and, and deal with it like internally, but we all know the media are, are vicious, like psychopaths and sharks, and they're going to find out every in, inch of information on, on these guys' personal lives. So it sucks for his family, like and him too. Like it, it's a divorce. Like it's never, it's never a positive. Um, it's obviously going to take time for them to like heal as as a group. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it. There's like like I said, I hate the guy on the field, off the field. Like it's, it definitely sucks, and and have to feel for him at least a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's easy. It, it, well, I shouldn't say it's, it's actually not easy to separate, you know, one thing from another. I, I despise the guy on the field as well. I mean, it's just been way too much winning way too much. Just, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw this, I forget what game it was. I don't think it was his past game, but a couple of games ago, he was, he was wearing a shirt of himself. I was like, come on, man, that, that just, you just, I don't get it. But um Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. It, it, I think you're, you might be spot on. I think this might propel the Buccaneers to, to new heights again. Uh, I hope not, but you know, he's a guy, like I told you many times, I, he's a guy I don't bet against. So uh, this is only going to fuel the fire a little bit more for him. I will, I will say um, I, I don't want to speculate on like the timing of this, but it does seem a little odd that uh, you know, he, you know, his wife has been clamoring for years for him to retire. He retires this year, comes back 35 seconds later. I think it is a little bit weird, uh, you know, the timing of this. And, hey, you know, he's he's the guy that's put himself, his career first since the year basically 2000. So, you know, you got a supermodel wife who, who has her ambitions, hopes, dreams, her own career to worry about, and, and she's been – suck at home while he's been choking on Sundays these past couple of years. So um, it is unfortunate. I think she, she uh, had enough of it, put her foot down rightfully so. And uh, hopefully she and her own career can now begin to flourish now that uh, they've parted ways. So I, I, I did as much as I feel bad for them as a, as a couple, um, you know, peace out, Tom, you gotta, you gotta learn to give Giselle a spotlight here a little, little bit at least. Hey, what I, what I keep seeing is hashtag Giselle deserves better. So, you know, we can keep it at that. Giselle deserves better. 100% dude. Anyone deserves better than Tom Brady. <laughs> the Bucks deserve better. They deserve someone like Zach Wilson. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I, look, I mean, the, the Pats thought they deserved better, but, uh, you know, I can't say much about good old Mac Jones. I'll say that. I don't know about that guy. Uh, I had I had to say. That's an unfortunate injury, but um, the picture <laughs> of him wincing in pain like he was just shot on the battlefield, they took it as he was going into the tunnel. Basically, he, he's, like, crying. Like, I think, like, legitimate tears is arguably the funniest picture I've ever seen of a New England sports athlete. I have it saved on my phone right now. I'm actually pulling up and looking at it. Um we might have to tweet this from the account like anytime the Patriots like lose this year, but I basically took the picture off. To, yeah. He's crying in this picture. Like I can see like he's actually crying, but uh, just a hilarious, hilarious picture. You don't wish injury on anybody, but um, dude, like maybe, maybe wait till you get to the locker room to, uh, to break down. Yeah. That, that, that's a tough one. I mean, he obviously in, in immense pain, um, you know, everybody wants to, you know, it's funny. Everybody comes to his rescue and says, oh, this guy is one of the toughest players, this, that, and the third. Like, I'm not going to speculate on that. I, I don't know. But um, everybody's going to come and say that when when he gets, you know, basically blasted in the media for, for you know, wincing and pain and things like that. You know, it, it's tough. I, I feel for the kid and the fact that, like, that's just, that's very, it sucks. It's frustrating. Uh, I just cannot stand the, like, if he was on any any other team, it's one of those things, man. I, I try and separate, you know, player from, you know, hatred towards organization uh, versus just one of the guys out there. 
Um, I think it'd be more funny if like Belichick got taken out, like, you know, somebody's running full speed and just bang, you know, like he just gets leveled tabletopped or something like that. That would, that would be quite good. Uh, I just always root against Mac Jones. Cause he, he's just like kind of the golden boy. He went to Alabama, uh, obviously wins a national championship, then goes right to the Patriots. Like he's just kind of been the spoon fed, uh, type of guy, but, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, Patriots are sitting at one and three, which is a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, they're behind the Jets, dude. It's like uh, <laughs> if if there's ever an argument for for a coach to be fired, it'd be like, dude, like you're behind the Jets. Hey, I mean, only a Jets fan can say that, dude. That, that's respect. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, we got. I mean, we'll get into the Jets and Eagles, but um, embarrassing that they're one and three. That's all I'll say. Yeah, man. Um, where do you where do you want to go from here? We got we can stay on the NFL. We can uh, hop around a little bit. It's up to you. Yeah, let's do uh, let's do some NFL. Um, a lot, obviously. Four, I mean, four weeks in, they used to say it's a quarter pole this season. Now that we have seventeen games, it you know a quarter of the a little bit to go here. I guess uh, we go we go two injury. We can go a couple other quarterbacks. It's uh, I mean the Jets play the Dolphins this weekend without Tua. Thank God. Um, for his sake, I mean, I don't even think he's that good of a quarterback. I just mean for his sake. And, you know, I guess we're going to Tua. Like, um, I, it, it's interesting because this past weekend, like any NFL player who remotely had any sort of a head injury was, was taken out of the game, uh, as, as a precaution. And then Tua has to play on like four days rest and basically like being a, a head coma the entire time and obviously gets, knocked out of the game again I just think that it sucks for him because the head you you never really know what's going on up there with a particular athlete in his mind like he's finally the team is playing well he's finally not playing terrible like I think in his mind he would have given his left not to be out there (laughs) uh snap in and snap out and and uh it just sucks that you obviously the head injury stuff it's scary like it's, it's it's an injury that you have to take more seriously than any other injury you've had in your career because, uh, you know, you don't know when it could be over in terms of like the head stuff. So um, I would argue that he should be out probably a a good portion of the rest of the season as a precaution. Um, And I think that the Dolphins mangled and botched this decision from start to finish. And hopefully for his sake, he can, uh, he can get back healthy and, and finish out the season. Yeah, man. I mean, I think everybody and, and their mother had an opinion on, on him, you know, if he wouldn't have got injured in the, in the Cincinnati game, you wouldn't be hearing about this at all. Obviously. Yeah, definitely not. Um, That's going without that. You know, that that's, that's neither here or there, I guess you could say because he did get injured, but um, yeah, man, I, I don't know as far as like when he got hit against the bills and you saw him, like he came back up, and then he like wobbled completely to the one side and then bro- like fell down on his knees. At that point, you, you can't let the guy continue to play. I'm sorry. Like I, he, he probably didn't know where he was for a couple of seconds. You know, that that's a whole, like his, his entire, like being like his entire, like just knowing where he's at, like just everything being thrown off. I'll, I'll say it like that. Just everything, you know, being discombobulated like it was, and you could easily see that like, he's got to come out of the game. Like they've got to the NFL. I know the NFL probably doesn't like give two shits at the end of the day. Like if these guys get hurt, there's another guy right behind them. Um, you know, there's a college right. coming in next year. Like, like it's a never ending flow of talent, never ending pool of players to, to pick from. But I mean, dude, he, he should not have played that game. He He's, I, I think he's extremely lucky. Like when I, I didn't get to watch that game, unfortunately, but I saw the the highlight and when he, you know, uh, just threw his hands up like the way he did. I, I thought like very good chance it could be another like Ryan Shazier type of thing. Yeah. Um, just because he, you know, what I mean, he was coming off a game in which he he was you know completely discombobulated for at least you know some amount of time, which points to a concussion, and then obviously suffers a, con- a concussion to the point where he's carted off the field. Like he's back to back weeks, he's been absolutely just torn to pieces and and it's a violent game i'm not going to blame anybody it's not like uh i don't think uh it's a super you know vicious hit or stuff like that um but yeah 
uh, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's very unfortunate. I feel for the guy. Obviously, he's not playing this week, and and he shouldn't. So, yeah, like I said, I think they should, they should hold him out until he's like extremely, extremely ready to come back. And you know, whether they're keeping him out this week just to save face, and they're going to have him in there next week. I think if the Dolphins lose this week to the Jets, I think that uh, whether it's like Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater's fault or not, I think there might be some clamoring to get him back, which will be a shame because um, I, I don't think that that should matter. His health should come first, but unfortunately, NFL is a business. It's always going to be a business, and uh, you know, with a with a franchise like that, they have a first year head coach. They have you know Tyree Kill, Jan. They have an electric offense with some electric players, so the onus is is going to be placed on not wasting the momentum they have um but but hopefully it doesn't come at the cost of uh his health obviously yeah yeah no it's going to be something they got to monitor going forward like i don't know i don't know how they're going to do it i don't know the uh i don't know the the correct way um to you know evaluate a like i don't know if the system's flawed but um he's definitely uh Definitely feeling it, I'm sure. He guy got absolutely, you know, destroyed in a matter of two weeks. Um, from a battered QB uh, to, I mean, some battered other battered QBs in the in the uh, L columns. Um, Baker Mayfield. Um, it's never a good sign when uh, you're, you know, people ask for Sam Darnold to come back and take your job. I think that. Uh, if that happens, you might as well just pack in for the rest of the season. And then the Colts and Matt Ryan are an absolute um, dumpster fire. And I'm not sure if you have an opinion on either of these guys, whether one is in a better situation than the other, but just two guys absolutely going through the ringer and a half right now. I would love to dissect uh, their current seasons a little bit if we want to take a spin at this. I mean, yeah, dude, it, the, the, I guess we can start with Baker. Unfortunately, I, I, had much higher hopes for him this year. Uh, not to say it's over. I mean, coming in, coming into the, the, the year, I know, I think it was pro football focus ranked like Carolina, the worst team in the league, as far as talent, you know, this, that, and, and everything projections, that type of thing. Um, but dude, it, it is, I mean, it's tough to watch. I, I watched the, like a highlight reel of just him missing like DJ Moore probably five or six times this past week. Uh, it's hard to defend him. I know Skip Bayless is, is no matter what Baker does, uh, he will defend him. Um, and, and I was kind of in that in that same boat in the past. But uh, you know, he, you go down the you go down the line here. His completion percentage uh, it goes week one fifty nine, then forty eight, then forty eight, then sixty one. That's an average of fifty four. I mean, that's just not very good. Um, I think he was last in QBR at one point. He still might be. Uh, it's just, I know the Panthers aren't that good. I know the O-line's not that great either, but um, when you're flat out, like, overthrowing, like, he reminds me of Wentz a little bit in that season where, like, Wentz just played absolutely horrible. I'm not going to say he played, he's playing as bad as that, but he is just not, he's not the same guy that that was a rookie on the Browns and and the second year on the Browns, um, or even in 2020 when he put up 26 and 8. Like, he, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, that like fundamentally they had to figure out what they're doing offensively. Um, I, I think it's it's a product of probably the environment a little bit. I don't think that 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 coaching staff is. Uh, I, I mean, I think I don't think it's a it's a bold save by saying that because that coaching staff is not going to be here next year. Um, <laughs> they might not even be here, you know, later on this season. Um, if you look at their record. Um, just the past couple of years and uh, the record, I think their record when like, they, they're like their last one for like 26 and they lose by more or when they give up more than like 17 points, which means that their defense isn't good. And then it also means that their offense isn't scoring enough points, obviously, which is an issue in uh, the year of 2022 since the NFL and its rules and style of play is built around making offenses absolute juggernauts. You can't touch the quarterback receivers could basically have their free reign against corners. So the teams are built to score points. Um, and just the fact that they can't do that 
especially with some of the guys they have on their team is just absolutely shocking. You definitely feel for, for a guy like that because, you know, has once had a promise and, um, you know, a guy that I used to think had a bright future in this league, but, you know, unfortunately due to some circumstances and going to the wrong place here um, might, might spell the end of his time as a starter for sure. Yeah, that, that'll be the real question. It's like, does, you know, let's say he doesn't come back to Carolina next year. Um, you know, does he go somewhere else as, as a starter, like, like you kind of alluded to or, 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 or vice versa, how you said, you know, he might not be ever again. Like, I, I don't know, man. It, it's, he's running out. It, it's a very, you know, the NFL stands for not for long. So, you know, you start, you start, you know, showing deficiencies and, and you start playing at the level he's playing at it. it he is still last in QBR. At, he has a 15 QBR. So, I mean, it, it's just, he's 27th in yards. He's 20th in touchdowns. Uh, he has four touchdowns, three picks. Like, it's just, that could be for one game for some of these guys easily. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, it's, it's a damn shame. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's his shoulder. Like st- he doesn't have the, the the ability to just sling it like he used to, like maybe that shoulder injury will forever impact him. Maybe it's that. I, I kind of want to think at least that's playing a part in it because I, I just feel like he could, he could just whiz it uh, downfield before. And now it's like only God knows where it's going. You know what I mean? So Yeah. He, he has an issue where, like he just gets so many passes batted at the line and I hate to pile on him. I feel like we talk about it a lot, but uh, like defenses, I think you have another like six passes defended at the line, which is like disgustingly bad, but Hey, you know, it is, it is what it is. And hopefully they can, they can figure it out soon. Matt rule is gone. That's all I know. Matt rule is, is a goner after this year. That's a guarantee. Stamp it. 100%. I, I, he had a lot of promise coming in, and I, I mean, I, I kind of wanted the Jets to get him when, when they hired Gase, and it would have been a better hire than Gase, but I, I still don't think he would have been very long for New York because, you know, bring, bringing in Ben McAdoo over uh, Joe Brady is still the most mind-boggling decision I've ever seen. All right, something, something we do have to talk about um, with Zach Wilson's gritty, Aaron. I, I know – a lot of uh, folks were bothered, hot and bothered online about this. I personally loved it, uh, but would love your take on it. We might have to get into, like, these touchdown dances in general, but would love your take on it. Yeah, man. Hey, I mean, I know we talked off air about, you know, the situation in which um, he scored it. I I personally, I, I can't stand the gritty myself, uh, but that's just my opinion. You know, everybody, everybody – just like assholes, everybody's got one. So um, <laughs> it, it's one of those things, like, I, I just – it reminds me of, like, a high school celebration to me. But, hey, you know, you score your first touchdown of the year. They run the Philly special. I got no no problem with it in that situation. I, I think what really killed it for me was – I think it was Mac Jones against the Ravens. Uh, I was watching the game, and all he does is all he does is run it in, and he just does a gritty, and he, he just looks like a – a corny son of a bitch, you know, to, to put it lightly. Uh, it's just that ruined it for me. Maybe, maybe that's what would have, would tip the scale for me. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I miss the days of like Chad Johnson where he would like, he'd go uh, take the cheerleaders pom-poms or, you know, they, they would pretend like they're using the pylon to play golf like that. That was, that was electric to me. That that was with the glory. Yeah. Maybe I, I sound like an old man now, but um, it was just, it was just different, man. That's all I'll say. It's different, but but I, I'd like to hear your take on it as well. The, the whole situation. Yeah, it, it touch on Zach. I, like, yes, like it, it was a little. You know, he looked like so corny doing it, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, like it, his first game back, he he didn't throw for the touchdown. He caught the touchdown pass. Philly special. You're on the road. First touchdown of the season. You got to spark the boys. I think. It was absolutely hilarious. I'm coughing as I say that, but absolutely hilarious. I thought, I thought I was just like, as soon as I saw that, I was just like pumped just to like, like, I was like, this is sick because it's just like funny that like some white corny Mormon quarterback is doing the gritty <laughs> on after a Philly special, like on the road on his first game back. If he does it again, I will say like, 
get that out of my face. I think it's a hundred percent a one-time thing unless you could like, are actually known for doing the gritty, like a Justin Jefferson or someone like that, like a Jamar Chase, someone like who like started it basically. Um, but yeah, like I said, if it does it again, get it out of my face. One-time thing. Hilarious. And uh, I agree with you. Like back in the day when like T.O. was standing on the football and doing the Eagles wave and, or, uh, you know, doing, uh, putting the ball in the star midfield against the Cowboys, like early 2000s, like celebrations are, are second to none. I, you know, Cam Newton with the dab brought back some good ones. There've been some good group celebrations the past couple of years. But uh, when I saw Kirk Cousins doing that in London, the gritty in London, that was like a little, okay, the gritty's dead. Zach Wilson then brought it back to life. And then someone's going to kill it again. I know that, but uh, I just, for a one time, Zach, it's a one time pass for me. I'll say that. That's, that's fair. So you're basically what you're saying is the gritty is like teetering on like staying alive right now. Like, it, it Oh could... yeah. I think, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I, I think it's cool. If, it's like Victor Cruz had his like salsa thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like I think, that. Yeah. Like, like Jamar chase and, and, uh, Justin Jefferson, like, I think they get a free pass to do whatever they want. I, I just think, like, guys like Zach are late adopters of it. I think it's it's going to run its it, – the problem is everyone's doing it, and I, I think that's just when it runs its course. And same thing with the dab. Like, you had offensive linemen who would uh, make a block for a three-yard touchdown run <laughs> and do the dab. So, uh, I think that's when that kind of ran its course a little bit. But, again, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like to – I think it's – the gritty is cool to watch. Like I, I obviously can't do it myself, but I think I, I think I'd keep it around for for like them, like so they can do their signature move. But like guys like Zach or you know other quarterbacks or other guys are getting into the mix who haven't like started it, then I think that's where it kind of lose me. Dude, if Kirk Cousins can do it, there's no way Daniel Kurtz can't do it. Come on now, right. get, get give yourself some credit. I, I think you give yourself ten practice gritties, and you 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 got. You got a pretty good gritty. I'll say it like that. I will say if Zach keeps doing, if Zach keeps doing, I may, I may have to learn it. Uh, to be honest, with you. Um, maybe, maybe you'll see Robert Sala do it. I mean, that that would be now. See if he did it. I, I think I'd 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 like it. You know, somebody. I'll say, I think I think I'd rather him. I'd rather him do it than Zach. I mean, like imagine seeing Andy Reid do it. Like, come on, that that would be that would be electric. Now you're talking, but when I see every uh, quarterback and. Like when Kirk Cousins is doing it, it's like, come on, man. Maybe it's a little bit better than Mac Jones. When Mac Jones did it, I really that that repulsed me to no end. I don't yeah, know what, Kirk Cousins and and Mac Jones should have been arrested for doing it, but <laughs> penalty penalty for that. What's uh What's Jalen Hurts's Sally? What does he do? Uh, doesn't really do much, man. He's kind of a a straight shot when it comes to that type of thing. I know, you know, he he's done the you know just yelling whatever he yells uh into the stands type of like he just gets extremely hyped but he's not a uh he's not a big celebration guy i i think he's just one of those guys like he expects to be in the end zone and when he does it like he's an even kill guy he throws a pick he's kind of the same way as when he scores a touchdown that's just love that maybe it's an alabama thing too well no i can't even say that because mac jones is the opposite of that so <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's crazy that like out of that Tua, Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts like three year reign of Alabama quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts is the best one. But good for you yeah. guys. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's it's a impressive skill set. I'll say that he can, you know, now, now that he's shown like he looks a lot better than he did last year, in my personal opinion. So, um, yeah, the arm and. And obviously the legs, it, it, you know, hopefully it continues and, and he seems like a pretty durable kid. So uh, that's all I can hope for. 100%. But yeah, man, what a wild card, wild card. Uh, obviously matchups are coming up here just on Friday, a couple of days from now um, in the MLB. Sheesh. Don't, don't forget about, you know, don't forget about the diamond. I'll say it. Can't do it. Uh, no, you can't. can't. It's October, man. You can't. It's it's like peanut butter and jelly baseball in October. But um, look, we can go down the list here. I mean, we got some some interesting ones for sure. I I have some teams I really don't like in this picture, but um, 
what about we can start? What about Rays Guardians? They kick off at twelve oh seven. It's a noon game in Cleveland. Jesus. What um, what say you? It's a noon snooze fest. Uh, <laughs> the Yankees play the winner of this series, so um, the Rays have had our number. I will say these past couple of years, not so much this year, um, but but in the playoffs and and, and definitely their season last year. And you know, I I think. I, I don't want to say that these teams like don't scare me, but if I had to pick a team that, that did, it would be Tampa um, on the, on like on the AL side. Um, I, Cause I feel, I just feel like they know our, our pitching so well. Cole's not exactly coming in like hot. I, I don't know. I think if, if Cleveland can, can take a, a three game set against Tampa, that would, that would make me very happy. I think we match up better against them. I, I think our battle take it to their pitching. I know the, the Rays probably a better pitching and better bullpen than the guardians and the guardians might have better bats in their end. But um, I just think when it comes to the playoffs and like the way to win the, the Rays are, are probably better equipped. Um, but I, again, I, I very much w- wouldn't mind seeing a guardians in that ALDS. Um, but yeah, I mean, it should be, it should be a decent series in, as far as, Wildcard series go, um, probably not one that I'm most interested in, t- in tuning into, but uh, more so just hopefully the Yankees get set up for success come ALDS. Yeah, I think um, my gut tells me that the Rays pull this out. I, I think it, it's probably a somewhat competitive series. I mean, Cleveland's no slouch. That pitcher, uh, I think his name's Tristan McKenzie. He's filthy on the on the Guardians. Like his curveball might be the best in, in baseball, if not like top five. Uh Top five and not five. So uh, oh. <laughs> he, uh, I don't know. I mean, their bats, I, I would say their bats are probably middle of the pack. I mean, Jose Ramirez is is a one-man show. But, um, you know, there are some, some guys on that team that can slug a good bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I look for the Rays to, to overcome the Guardians here. I, I just think the Rays are – the the Rays are just one of those teams you can't put away. It's it's very very hard to, and I think they they get the better of Cleveland in the series, um, but it, it is probably pretty competitive. I would say, Phillies Cardinals that that interests me. Obviously, I kind of kind of like the Phillies. You know, whatever. Uh, not not my number one team. This and that and the third, but you know I will pull for them. What, what do you what do you think here? Um, could be a, a pitching. As far as the the starting starting rotation goes, I think the Phillies have a quite a significant edge. But bullpen wise, I, I would give the Cardinals the edge. So uh, yeah, this is an interesting one. Do the, do the Eagles also play the Cardinals in football? The Eagles also play the Cardinals in football. Yes, sir. This is this is Cardinals week. Um, Cardinals week. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the Cardinals. I mean, yeah, they've been. Not doing too hot the past couple of years, if I'm remembering. The Phillies uh, is funny because when, when they clinched, they were just massively hung over the next day. And having to see uh, Joe Girardi on MLB Network try to explain how this team, like, came back from the dead, basically, and uh, and got in the playoffs was hilarious. But, um, yeah, I think they're, I think I'd ride the hot hand there in, in Philly. I know going through, like, our Pujols' pursuit to 700 and, and shit like that like just they rallied kind of behind them and Jordan Montgomery and guys they got the deadline have been doing pretty well for them but um I think I think I like Philly in this series for sure I think uh especially when the bright lights come on that you know the city of Philly usually uh delivers so that's kind of my horse for this one yeah I, I think this this is a, a sketchy one I think um this could be a very very tight series in my opinion just because, um, you know, you got Yadier's last year, um, Albert Pujols last year, and then, you know, with it goes without saying, but everybody basically is saying that that Wainwright will be done after this year. So, right, um, it was pretty cool. I mean, they all three of them came off the field the other day in St. Louis together. That that was pretty cool. That is one of those organizations for whatever reason I just don't like. Um, <laughs> but uh, cl- classy, classy. Uh, you know, way to, way to go about getting those guys off the field, you know, getting the standing O that type of thing. Um, like I said, I think the Phillies have a, have a, you know, starting rotation that they can go up just about with anybody, at least for, through the top three uh, with Nola Wheeler, 
uh, either Ranger Suarez or, uh, you know, maybe they throw Zach Eflin in there. But, um, yeah, the, especially Nola and Wheeler, if they're on their game, they can they can pitch with anybody. Um, I, I think the Phillies do pull this out, but I would not be surprised if the Cardinals win. It just seems like the Cardinals don't ever choke, really. And the Phillies, you know, have had the – you know, the Phillies haven't been in the playoffs for <clears> – <throat> excuse me, I think – this is 11 years uh, before this one. So mm. um, experience goes to the Cardinals in the, in the postseason, but I think the Phillies find a way. I think Harper has a great series, um, and they do just enough to, to get past the Cardinals. Yeah, I think we need Cole Hamels to come back and uh, pitch Cole one more Hamels. time. Bring the, bring the dirty Cliff stuff Lee, out. Dude. Cliff, we need Cliff Lee, too. Cliff Lee, the GOAT. <laughs> Boy Oswald. Boy Howard. <laughs> Oh, rest, rest his soul. Rest. No, dude. That's that's a shame. But guy went out doing what he wanted to do, I guess, you know? So, you know, I guess it could be worse. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> not to get too dark on the – we're brutally honest, but we're not trying to be brutally depressed. I'll say it like that. But uh, <laughs> what what about uh, – I, I had definitely have a team that I want to win this series, but uh, Mariners, Blue Jays, what, what say you? Uh, hmm. I like the Mariners. That, yeah, they've been in the playoffs in 21 years. They got exciting guys. Their their rookie Julio's like very exciting. Um, I can't claim to know much about their their pitching staff. I know they got the the gentleman from the Reds in the, in the uh, trade deadline. I know he they just signed him to an extension. So, um, I think uh, yeah, I, I go with I go with them. I think just an exciting. Like just grateful down to earth team who's happy to be there. Blue Jays obviously like they have their young studs and, and their talent. I, I I don't know if I'm like the Blue Jays and the Rays are are similar to me in that like if they, we were talking last year, they would scare me a lot more. I just don't I just don't know if they those teams have really improved that much. And some teams are starting to figure both of those clubs out a bit. Um so to me, like the Mariners riding the momentum, the hot hand, like the culture that that they have, and just riding an insane fan base who's been obviously waiting a, a shit ton of time um, for them to to realize success. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Mariners here. Yeah, see, this is where uh, this is where I gotta I gotta differ from you, man. I gotta go the other way. Go for uh, it. As much as I don't want to, I I. I want the Mariners to win this. I hope, I hope the Mariners sweep, to be honest with you. But I just think with Manoa, uh, that lineup is just ridiculous. Like, you could make a, a case that that's a top three, top five lineup in baseball. Um, George Springer leading off. Bobochet, Vladdy, um, obviously Tapia at the bottom of the lineup. It, it's just – it's ridiculous. Um, Alexander Kirk, the catcher. Uh, you know, he's hitting like 300 this year. It's just, it's a very, very hard lineup to, to go through. And I think the Mariners will wear down um, as the Blue Jays kind of had that wild card secured for, for a couple of weeks. The Mariners were kind of fighting to get in. Um, the Mariners are definitely like the the storybook team. I, I would be devastated for their fans if they lose this first round. I think they at least got to get through this round to, to make the fans happy at least. Um <laughs> they've been through 21 years of not making it and then you know if they were to go out and lose in the first round that would be uh kind of shitty for them but uh, I just think the Blue Jays are too deep uh unfortunately I'm not I'm definitely not a Blue Jays fan by any stretch I can't really stand them but uh besides the point I think the Blue Jays are just well more rounded team yeah no it's well it's well taken yeah their lineup is scary for sure um but they're, you know, they're still young, so I, I think they're, they might be a, a bit away, in my opinion, from from contending. But again, it's it's baseball, and someone gets hot, and it's a completely different sport. So excited to see how that one shakes out for sure. Yeah, that that to me is like probably the coolest series. Like the just the the most uh, attention should be on that series, in my opinion. It just has the most draw. Oh yeah, it's probably like that's probably the most coin flip series in my mind yeah no that 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 very well be i i think we get to the last one i i think uh padres mets what what say you uh, on this one 
yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 funny because I'm tempted just to like, you know, not go Mets because I think it'd be <laughs> just just because I think it'd be hilarious. Like they, you know, they get 101 wins. They have Degrom, Scherzer, um, you know, Marte, all these, all the, you know, all these all these guys that are Lindor and 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 you know, uh, fucking the polar bear and all these guys that are, that are nasty, but uh, it would just be in classic Mets fashion. They obviously lost the division in the last couple of weeks here, which is hilarious. I think um, the Braves are, are still a, a reckon force to be reckoned with. Um, and the Mets have the Mets fans have basically been, you know, th- thinking their team is the best thing since sliced bread um, this entire season. So if they were to come out and kind of lay an egg after, you know, in front of DeGrom and, and Scherzer these first couple of games, that would be hilarious. But um, if I'm picking without a bias, I think that the Mets like in a three game series, like no doubt, just, just based off of like pitching alone. So and I'm really not even that impressed with the Padres. I know they made some big moves and got, got Soto and whatnot, but I just haven't been impressed with them in general. So I, I would go Mets. Yeah. I think Mets handled, I think this is probably, I, I've, when I say I have zero trust in the Padres, I have probably negative a hundred <laughs> in, in that team. That they, when they picked up Soto at the deadline, they picked up uh, Josh Bell. Um, obviously, letting go Luke Voigt and uh, shoot Eric Hosmer. Um, you know yep. that that was the move to me that was like holy shit! Like this this team is is legit now. They've kind of crossed their T's and, and dotted their eyes, but I mean they they have. There are so many times I I put bets on them just to win against a shit team and and like they got they got beat so many times when they shouldn't have. Um, obviously the Mets were, you know, in full control of that division from like June on, uh, and right. then fell apart. A, you know, a little bit. The Braves are just a powerhouse uh, for whatever reason. Like the Braves have really organizationally like structured that team well, and they figured it out. Whatever, whatever. They've had to do. They've done it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, DeGrom, if DeGrom stays healthy, Scherzer stays healthy, um, I think the Padres uh, definitely fall apart. I, I just have, like I said, I have no trust in the Padres. I don't have a ton of trust in the Mets, but I do have trust in DeGrom and Scherzer. Um, as an organization, they usually choke every chance they get. But I, I think they at least least get through the wild card from there. I, I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, the Padres – I, I don't think the Padres even get close to winning this series. Hundred percent, man. That's uh, hey, Jeff, uh, Aaron, Jeff, Pass, and Riley right there with their breakdown. It's fantastic. Oh, what in the world? We got interrupted by an ad. Oh, good old, good old ESPN uh, hey. had to chime in there. They but, need, uh, hey, they need the revenue somehow, you know. <laughs> Struggling these days. <laughs> Yo. You got that right. I think that that wraps up uh, the talk from from obviously the diamond. We'll we'll get back to you as the series progress. I'm definitely interested. Um, yeah, it's it, some of these teams haven't been in the mix in a while, like Philly and Seattle, for example. So uh, it'll be cool for sure. Love it. Um, yeah, man. I mean, other than that, I, I would say the last thing we could, we could talk about before we get into our our normal teams. I'll, I'll pose you a question. Do you think now Albert Pujols, I want to say had five home runs in the first half of the season. Um, he finishes the season. And I got the research department on this right now, as we speak, <laughs> uh, as, and by research department, they didn't even show up tonight. So it's, it's really Daniel and I, um, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll give a rough estimate. I think he has about 20, 20, four home runs somewhere in that ballpark um obviously went over 700 there's been a big you know big allegations on baseball if they're juicing balls in certain scenarios certain games national televised games that type of thing uh i i'll say this uh real quick when when pool was playing the dodgers i think they absolutely uh put gravy on the ball for him and and gave him an an absolute meatball (laughs) multiple times uh obviously he got the 700 against them I, I just think him playing for them, they, it's a mutual respect thing. I, I just maybe no one, no one will ever say it, but 
I think they they definitely let him groove a couple against them. They they're they won like 110 or 12 games this year. The Dodgers aren't worried about a game in in August or or September or October really until the playoffs. So, do you think uh, there's a chance that any of these baseballs that that Pujols hit were either juiced or you know teams were were kind of giving it giving him the easy ride throughout this this second half? Uh, yes and yes. Um, I think he's definitely treated a little bit differently than, than judge was. And, and I, to your question about the juice baseball is like, yes, I think MLB has been known to obviously mess with, uh, the time space continuum of the sport for lack of a better term. Um, they are no stranger to, uh, playing with some things that'll make their game or at least attempt to make their game more exciting. I would say they haven't been all too successful in the past two decades at doing that, but um, they are no stranger to trying to figure out whatever they can get their, the pulse on to figure out um, how they can make the game more exciting and check more fans. I think juice baseball is certainly a part of that. We've seen um, over the last decade, a shift in pitchers just becoming more dominant. Then the past couple of years, there was a shift in um, kind of the batters bouncing back and obviously an increase in home runs and, I feel like at this point, the juice baseballs have been talked about so much that there's no way that they haven't done it. And then to the Pujols piece, like that's a guy who just got a, if there's ever a career lifetime achievement award for baseball. And I know it's, it's ultimately going to be the hall of fame, but while you're an active player, um, there's no greater sign of respect for someone's career than throwing meatballs at them. Um, and just lobbins and pitches up you know, so he can just tee off on him. I think he's definitely done that. Um, atrocious, obviously, in the first half. Miraculously, he comes back to second half. Maybe he was taking some HGH, who knows. Um, definitely a combination of, of juice baseballs and probably a little bit of uh, some respect that pitchers have for the chase of 700 for sure. So, I mean, I'm not to say that I'm not bad about it. I'd, I'd love to see him get. 700, I thought that was, like, very cool. Um, he's a guy that, that you and I basically, like, grew up on and has basically feels like he's been playing my entire life. So it's kind of like a weird moment to see him retire, um, but definitely, like, good to see him him retire on top for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, I think there was there was even people talking about, like, if he didn't get to 700, like, if he was at 698, would he come back to get to 700? I think we touched on that, and, and we we both said we would, like, if we were in Pujols' shoes. Um, yeah, it's kind of, like, I don't want to say corny. I, I That's not the right word for it, but it is a little bit, like, you know, come on, man. Like, don't don't give him, like, just freebies. I mean, <laughs> it, when, it's a, when it's a middle-end fastball, I mean – the guys hit 600 and something home runs before this. And then obviously eclipses 700. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying to intent, like don't treat him like judge per se, like don't pitch around him. But uh, I think some of these guys did not challenge him um, for a lack of a better term, but it, it's, it is what it is. I'm not going to sit here and like cry about it, but yeah, he, he did. He has 24 home runs. Um, and in the first half, I, I swear to God, I think he had five. So um I don't know, man. He's been one of those guys. Like, I, I, if it ever came out that he did roids, like, I wouldn't have been shocked because, like, in his prime, he looked a little bit uh, similar to these guy, type of guys. But, I, you know, yeah. I'm not, not going to say one way or another if I, you know, I can't put a finger on it and say he was. But, um, you know, there were some postseason runs where it just seemed like everything he hit went, like, eight miles long. And it, it just was, like, unbelievable. But – uh, maybe it's just a testament to how good he was. It, it is cool. He came back to the Cardinals. I, you know, that's a cool thing for him. Cool, cool for them. But uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely think these numbers are inflated a good bit. He probably should have like 690, 695. Uh, but it is what it is. Like, you know, what are you going to do? It just, I, I don't, I don't agree with giving a guy, you know, a free pass. I don't care who it is. Uh, I think you got to challenge him. It is it is a competitive sport at the end of the day, but um, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It is. It was kind of weird that um, looking back on like his time with the Angels, it it seems that um, like he he was on that team. Like it's just like you think of him as a Cardinal, 
you know, through and through. And then, you know, he signs that 10 year deal with the angels and really obviously didn't do much alongside trout and, and some of the, the guys they had there, but yeah, good for him, honestly. And, and if baseball is juicing, juicing the balls, like I, I support it. Like I don't give a fuck either way. Um, <laughs> if they're throwing meatballs at him, great. I don't give a fuck either way. Um, it's a good long career that should be celebrated. And I think just for his peace of mind, like, you had the rest of your life, like he's what, like 40. So you get the rest of your life, you know, 60, 50 years, whatever it is, like to think about how you could have hit 700. So I, I guess just good for his peace of mind and let him right off to the sunset. Yeah, no, I get it, man. Well, I think that, that wraps him up. Uh, damn wraps up the, uh, the talk of that. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll touch on the jets and Eagles right, right coming up here. Fucking rights.